Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another empowering chat. So this month we are talking about enlighten. And the definition for enlighten is to give intellectual or spiritual light to, impart knowledge. And our guests for this month, I think you're going to find you're going to get a lot of wisdom and some pretty amazing spiritual insights. Because the people that I've interviewed for this this month are just amazing light leaders in their own right. And where they've gone in terms of their exploration, their businesses, how they show up in the world is very enlightening. And be open for your spiritual journey that can be ignited by being enlightened. Enjoy the show. So today I had the opportunity to meet this, just this lovely spirit, this woman who's actually uh, makes me feel calm when I speak with her. And um, so we're just going to dive in deep to what it is we do. I want to welcome Ulrich Sullivan. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Susan. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm delighted to be here. So the reason why I brought up calm is, it, um, well, so Yulrick is a, a podcaster, a life coach, an intuitive healer. Um, she she does a lot of this. We're very aligned, the, the a similar work that I do. And one of the things you talk about is being fiercely calm. Now, to me, those are two opposites, fiercely calm. Because when I'm fierce, I'm not calm. So <laughs> first of all, how did you come up with that? And then I want to hear a bit about your story of what led you to do what you're doing now in your life. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. The fiercely calm, is, I came up with that because that's how I feel when I'm at my best. I, I am... Um, you know, th- that's at least my highest wish to be in this calm state, in this um, state where I feel I can be myself and I am uh, aligned or uh, with my inner world and my outer world at the same time. So that's calmness for me when I feel it's, you know, I'm in flow in that sense. But um, also the, the, the difference between being calm and you know, the calm fears with that comes with being aligned and transparent between the inner and outer world comes that fierce conviction or fear, like the fierceness of it all. I feel that that's just um, when we can stand in our power. Yeah. And that's, that's just how I, I don't know how I came up with it. It just came to me. And I thought that that's going to be one of the things that I stand for. Yes. And fiercely, after you just said all that, what I was hearing is it's, it, it also is uh, a passionate. Yeah. It sounds like you made a passionate commitment to 
yourself and then this work that you're now doing. So share with everybody what got you, where you were and what got you here. Yes. Long story short, I spent a long career in the corporate world. I was within the pharmaceutical research and development uh, industry for many, many years. And I found myself um, very comfortable, very successful, very busy, multitasking. And I found myself, um, you know, on autopilot. I call it autopilot because I felt that, you know, this is great, but there is something missing. Uh And um, I found myself not really feeling who I was. And, and that's that, you know, many reasons for that, obviously, with a multitasking life, a young family at the time, you know, being everything everywhere. And uh, that drove me to kind of really be far away from who I am, truly. But of course, successful on the outside. But uh, I usually say, like, if somebody asked me at that time, what do you do, Arika, for fun? Huh. I had no answer. So just relating to that, you can only imagine the the kind of autopilot state I was in. And uh, I had people when I was going through div- my divorce, Eureka, and I was so shattered. And I had friends that would take me out trying to cheer me up. And they would ask me, well, what do you want? You know, what do you want in life? And and I couldn't answer that. I I could, you know, so to not be able to say what I do for fun or what I want in life or what makes me happy is is a big red flag, I think, for people. Yes, yes. And it was definitely for me. And and what actually happened was that I I was very married to my job. So my self-identity was was very much built on my career. And uh, what happened was I actually uh, I had my tower moment, if you call it that, the rock bottom, mm-hmm. uh, when I was, um, you know, made redundant in my position. And that came as a very shock to me because mm-hmm. it was like not on my radar <laughs> at all. Uh, but that really was an opportunity for me at the time. I took that opportunity to really find out who I am. And uh, through a series of synchronicities, because that's really where my awakening came, right? There was synchronicities that came into my world that I actually was able to to notice Mm -hmm. for the first time ever. (laughs) So that a lot of different synchronicities led me to become a yoga teacher, led me to become a life coach led me to energy healing, led me, you know, step by step. And here I am. So it's fascinating to me, Eureka, that um, you came from a corporate pharmaceutical research background. And it's almost like you've, you've done the paradox flip. Yeah. Now, now you're this intuitive and uh, do they go together? Or, or, or are you just, or did you do an about face and now you're going in a completely different direction? Yeah, I call it my uh, point of no return, right? And it, it really, 
you know, my background as a scientist in, in a scientific world, um, research, medical, all of that, really, of course, I was totally up in my mind, right? My brain, my logic, that's what I have survived on my through a successful career, right? But now I realize there's so much more. Yeah. So it sounds to me almost like it's the, 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 uh, and, and, and the word redundant, we don't use that in America, that, that word redundant. I've talked to several people internationally and they say, I'm redundant. I'm like, how is that possible? How can, how can a human being be redundant? You know, it's like, it's, it's like, does not make, it doesn't compute because we're constantly growing and changing and evolving and all that, so especially it, uh, when you recognize, like, it sounds like you became very aware that there's something much more than who you, what you were doing in that small little box. Yeah. So open up to the universe and begin to listen. Then there's, there's a symphony almost of wisdom that we we don't often access because we're so busy in our redundant life. Yes, <laughs> totally. And uh, it, it really is um, a new insight for me. It was at the time that there is so much more to tap into. And uh, all the struggle as well that I've gone through uh, only using my mind to get to things, you know, push and push and push and push, which is is often what we do if you if you're not tapping into what really is right for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think this is my example is just really a, a, um, a stereotype in a way where um, you know the the vision of a successful woman uh, in a corporate world. I really fulfilled that, but <laughs> I also now. Is an, I'm an example of a complete shift where I tap into my divine feminine, uh, you know, wisdom and talents and gifts. And I have both. It's just that I wasn't tapping into it before. It wasn't folk, I wasn't, uh, you know, developing it or even regarded it as something I could truly live my life doing. And let me ask you this then, you know, we get when you were a child, was your intuition turned on? I mean, were you, were you able to hear, see, feel things that other people couldn't? Well, I think we all have it. That's my belief. So it's, um, it's, it's our own experience and, and nobody, we can't really compare it to anybody else's experience. So it's hard to say if I had it or not, but I believe I did and all children do. Um, so in, in my belief, but that's, then we are, are having our life experiences and with conditioning and, and who we live with and what, what the values are in, in that environment that shapes us um, pretty pretty quickly into yeah. what we think is is worth something to live for or or, or more appropriate yes for, yes. for the societal culture and and to be able to survive in the world kind of thing so right. so i'm curious was there an 
an event as a child where you where you turned off your intuition guidance for a while? For me, it was more of a process of going through school, going through. It wasn't like a certain event. Um, I wouldn't say that. It's it's more uh, having role models around me that really modeled what I thought I needed to be. Uh huh. Um, and I followed that. And right. So that goes. So that's be. I I did. I did something similar, but there. I when I talk to other intuitive healers, there's often an inciting event where the, where the child goes, Oh, no, I can't, I won't do that. I can't, I I'll just stop. And, um, but what also, what you just said about being around people that are modeling what seems, and these are my words I'm using appropriate behavior in order to make a living in the world. And we all want that, right? Or we think we want that. And then until it comes time where we wake up and go, I don't need to do that anymore. Right. Yes. And uh, I mean, it's been an interesting journey definitely to, to feel this complete shift happening for yourself, for myself in my case. And I'm, I'm truly feeling the difference, <laughs> if you will. I reflect upon it often. Uh-huh. Um, you know, what, what I used to experience in my life versus what I experience now and, uh, what I believe the, the world and the, you know, universe is because number of years ago, I wasn't even thinking about that. <laughs> it was more like, how can I, you know, get my next promotion? <laughs> so, yeah. And you definitely got your next promotion. I you did. Said, yes. Step right on up. Yes. Yes. So I did. It, it's interesting to me because, so how did people react to, how have people reacted to you, the close friends or family, as you made this transition into uh, who you are, in, into really embracing who you are now? What, what was the reactions like? So that's an interesting question. And I have, if I reflect on that, it definitely has been that some friends have moved out or not really been in my immediate friend group anymore. Um, And lots and lots of new friends that are like-minded, if you will, or a completely different network. Now, this happened also pretty naturally by stepping out of a career into something completely different. So I have flown, uh, gone with the flow with it pretty much because I, I really have spent a lot more time also with myself in, uh, in this, on this path. So uh, I'm pretty good with, <laughs> with being with myself. But of course, friends are, are uh, important and some friends are, are definitely still, um, you have grown with me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I asked because when I really started diving deep into my spiritual awareness and on my journey, uh, I, I would get so excited by the stuff that was being revealed to me or, um, or I was learning about on a whole new level. And I would share it with friends. And I definitely had some people that just kind of thought, Oh, Susan's, cuckoo and they just kind of exited out of my life. And at the time I, I, 
so that was another part of my personal wounding of, okay, I can't talk about this stuff with everybody. And now that the world has transitioned enough or human consciousness has opened up enough, there are so many more of us that can interface and be understood in a way that didn't happen 30 years ago. In, in my experience, in my experience, it was, it was still pretty frightening for people. So, um, Eureka, what are the things when you work with a client, because you do uh, intuitive coaching and healing, when you work with a client, um, what are like the first three things you, you want to give them as a foundation for, their, mm-hmm. for them learning about themselves and finding their purpose? Yes. And, and often clients that come to me are in a very similar situation that they're either overworked or overstressed or just really disconnected from themselves. And the first thing I do is to really tap into their energy imprint. And because not only I want to learn what, uh, like, what is their energy? What, who, what, what are their strengths? What are some of the uh, not necessarily specific experiences that have gone through, but what are some of the energy imprints of, of potential uh, experiences they may have gone through. And I do tap in, first thing is really to tap into their astrology chart, their human design chart, and their gene keys chart. And those are three, at least systems that I relate to a lot to tap into somebody's energy makeup. So would you explain to people, uh, years ago, I interviewed uh, somebody, it wasn't the person that founded human design, but uh, somebody that learned under that person. So would you explain to people what human design is? Because I'm sure this is the first time they've been hearing it, uh, at least on my show. And then also what the gene key is. Yeah. So astrology uh, is is more known, I think. So that's you can get your uh, free natal astrology chart. And the, the human design system was, um, it really built on both astrology, but other systems such as I Ching, um, oh. you know, ancient wisdom in a way. And it really gives you a, um, a map of your energy makeup. The genes keys are based on this similar foundations, but are, and I would also say that the two uh, humans who've uh, tra- um, brought this to the world, uh, it was uh, one person who brought the uh, human design and one, another person brought the gene keys to the world. It was basically through transmission. Okay, so, back to people because I, I, you know, not everybody really understands. Uh, universal download okay. of um, of information, knowledge, universal wisdom, if you will. And both of these uh, gentlemen <laughs> were, um, you know, writing it down, bringing it. That 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 was their mission, but. And all these systems are very complex, but what I do, I really take the energy signatures of each person's uh, charts that I work with at the very high level. 
because there is so much insight into what uh, a single person. If you're familiar with astrology, some people are. There's a ton of information in there. So simply what I do, I, I synthesize information from these three charts that everyone can get a free chart of these three systems and, and um, learn things from it. But I take kind of the, the high level pillars that are still very, very insightful. And, you know, when we evolve, the first thing is to be curious, like, who am I? Mm -hmm. And when we start to ask ourselves those questions, it's not surprising that we come across these systems <laughs> because there is so much insight about ourselves. When we ask those questions, we can get some answers from that. So, um, you know, these are very complex systems that can, I can talk about this probably for an hour in itself, but what they are. But I, I uh, encourage everyone to kind of just be curious. And if you if something is clicking with somebody here watching or, or listening, go go and um, research a little bit about these systems and learn about what they are. But in simple terms, they are universal downloads that have come through um, two genomes separately, um, but they're linked together in, in various ways. There's, um, I know that human design can uh, open up, like you said, other understandings, but it can be very deep. It can take you very, very deep. Uh, and I've, had my human design chart done. I've had somebody explain it to me and I still don't understand it. So, so you do kind of need a guide if you're going to, I think, if you're going to um, get the human design done you're, and have somebody help you figure out what it actually means. And then I have other friends that are really, they, they, they research their human design um, another friend told me about the gene keys and, and it gives them extra information, uh, in their own personal life on how they make choices in terms of how they communicate. If they say yes to doing uh, work projects or, or stand back and wait for an invitation, that kind of stuff. Whereas, because mm -hmm. we don't all operate the same way and we, we're all unique emanations of source. And so our brain function is slightly different. Each and every individual, the science will say that your brain functions like ABC, but we all are energy systems because we're all unique imprints of different kinds of energy. It, so, um, so what you're talking about, Eureka, is finding other tools that will help guide an individual to really seeing more of their potential. Yes, exactly. And, and I think that's really just the step one because all any, any system that we work with, and I should also say that this is kind of just a beginning step. It's not all in all, it's mostly to tap into to this first layer of a person. But I would also say that I encourage everyone or my clients at least to use it as a self-contemplation tool because it, it really needs to be integrated. 
Mm-hmm. That's yeah. within each person. So there's there is information out there, but it has to mean something. Like you said, what do I do with all this information? And that's what the coaching is about to integrate all this vast knowledge that's out there about us that we can tap into. But then it is to to integrate that in our lives. So in a day to day life, what does this mean? And uh, in my own, uh, just as a simple example for myself, I learned that I'm a person because thinking of me like the corporate career, push, 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 go get it, you know, this type of, of uh, energy, right? And that's who I was for a long, long time. Now, when I came across human design, for example, or jinkies, I learned about myself that I'm really somebody that people need to come to me. <laughs> and they they before I respond to a request, for example, it doesn't work for me to be the go-getter. Some people are made to be the go-getter and out there and and but it just that type of insight about ourselves can change it all. Yeah, and yeah. that's why I use it as the first step because if information is out there, why not tap into it? And I can be kind of the interpreted, if you will, uh, but most, more importantly, how to integrate that insight. What does this mean for, for the person I'm working with? And that really is where the work is. Yeah. And, and you support them as they're doing the work. Yes. Yeah. I, and as everybody knows that who's, who listens to me and, uh, or my guided meditations, I am a big proponent of getting someone to work with you because we don't have to do this by ourselves. And I think it's so useful, at least in my experience, to have different people that support me as I go into, as I continue my deep inner growth. And therefore, to you know, if you're just at a beginning point of investigating who you are and how you have fun or how how are you going to be happy than having somebody like Eureka or myself to guide you is important um, because that's also a, I want to say culturization. Uh, that's also what, at least in America, you know, you part of the su- success quotient is you've got to do it on your own. You know, there the whole thing used to be a self-made man, right? Self-made person. Um, and, and they got up to the heights of whatever career because they worked really hard, but that's not, that's, so we're going to talk about the divine feminine Eureka, because that's not what's occurring now. That, that whole modality is done. That's part of what the pandemic was all about. Everybody is all these old ancient things that don't work for humanity and the divine feminine, which is about collaboration and connection and circular, just like your beautiful background, that, that that's where we are now. They're learning how to not be the lone wolf, but to be the person that collaborates and supports and serves and helps. So let's talk about the divine feminine a little bit. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> one of my favorite topics. And, 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 and I just want to do one more caution thing for everybody. It, when we speak about the divine feminine, it's not to diss the divine masculine. The divine feminine is powering our planet now 
because it wants to expand humanity's consciousness in a much larger way that the divine masculine wasn't able to do alone. Yes, I, I would agree with that. And, and really bringing in these two archetypes, if you will, or if we take it at the bigger level into balance, because it's been really lopsided for um, centuries. Yeah. And tapping, and, and this is, um, for those who are listening or viewer too, it's, it's not about feminine, masculine in a way. It, it's, it really is qualities that we are as humans that we just haven't honored or brought in mm-hmm. um, into balance within ourselves. Because mm-hmm. everyone has masculine, feminine energies, right? But um, like what happened to for me was that that became a lot more balanced when I opened up to the my divine feminine um, talents and gifts that I already had. Right. And then that, and then the balance occurs. I'm so grateful that you're saying that because I think I needed to hear that today because I, I, uh, I've, I've lived my life from a, a place of, you know, being feisty and, and thought I was the spiritual warrior, you know, and things like that. And that's all, that's, those are very masculine qualities that, uh, that, don't really don't serve me, but they came in with me from a previous lifetime. I'm realizing, you know, where I was a man and, uh, and a warrior, a leader, uh, you know, and to come into this lifetime being a woman there, there was a, there was a bit of, uh, I don't know, my interpersonal, um, I, I don't want to say disconnect and it, and it, this has nothing to do with gender bias, gender choices that people are going through now, but there was a place where I didn't understand why I was not being allowed to do certain things. Cause I was a girl because in previous lifetimes I got to do it all. So this divine feminine that's re uh, organizing our human systems, I guess this is part of, you know, could be considered part of what human design opens you up to, but reorganize our, we're reorganizing our human systems within ourselves energetically, right? Yes. And it, it it really is also to open up our intuition and our relating to our higher self, combining also the, the link between our intuition which is really the heart energy and our body wisdom. And with, with that balance of divine feminine coming in, we can, I mean, we still use our logic, like our logic and our, our masculine energy is, is essential for, for survival, but it's, it's kind of to balance these two things that we can be, um, active, if you will, and positively passive <laughs> and, and, uh, use our senses, uh, at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's, to me, I see it as inviting the divine, inviting it 
inviting myself to open and be aware that all of that divine energy, divine love, whatever you're going to call it, has has always been within this body system, always. And therefore, choices I made that maybe were in opposition or not in alignment with this body system then created other things, you know, like diseases that I now am in the, in the process of clearing and cleaning up within the physical body because the alignment that I'm open to and that I am accessing doesn't have time for these diseases or doesn't have, you know, it's, it's, it's a, such a higher vibration and, and it doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't mean it's up here it, it, that it's not in us. It's, it's, it is in us. And that's the thing is attuning ourselves to that awareness. Yes. Yes. And, and um, I totally agree with that. And, and the ultimate kind of is to be able to listen to what we need mm-hmm. and not hold that back, for example, or, and, and letting it flow through us. Um, and, and that's really also what, what I work with my clients on that to really align with our own natural energy and understand that what that means for each single person, because it's different, as you mentioned earlier, it's different for everyone. What really makes us be a whole person. So So how do you guide someone into that awareness, Eureka, of um, how do you guide someone into listening to what it is they need individually. Going back to when you know people said, "What do you do for fun?" and you didn't know. How do you? How do you? Right. How do you lead people? So that? it it really starts with opening up and being curious about ourselves because so many people are not even asking the question, "What what do I need?" And it starts really in my practice. It starts with self awareness. Uh huh. And that can be practiced, you know, you can discover so much about yourself by just intentionally, um, I, I, I really am into intuitive journaling, for example, mm-hmm. to teach others to um, channel their own higher self, basically. Everyone can do that. And through that self-awareness that occurs in when we regularly do journaling and asking ourselves question, we learn a lot oh, yeah. about ourselves. Oh yeah. Because it, it's, um, it's in my experience, our answers on what we need to be a whole person is are really within us already. It's, it, it's not out there. It's in our heart. Right. <laughs> but exactly. the struggle is, is to, to remove these filters or, or, I, I don't like the word block. I use filters or something kind of that we can remove that and become um, clearer with ourselves what we need. And then the the next level is really to live that, embody that. And that's, you know, we have to get into our families and, and you know, set our boundaries and and really embody that truth. Because with all of the self-awareness comes truth, our own truth. And that's when somebody, I love those moments when I see somebody hit their truth. You know, their whole 
aura is just opening up a whole different self-expression. Like when somebody hits their truth, there's what I call a, a point of no return, right? That's that's what happened to me <laughs> as well. So uh, there is there's this quest of self-awareness that the whole process starts with. And that drive to get to that point comes from within. And I, I absolutely agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. And, and hitting your trust, finding your trust, uncovering your trust, your truth, those two go hand in hand, trust and truth, I found. And, and because you got to trust that what you're seeing as your truth or hearing as your truth is true. Yeah. Because as human beings, again, we've been culturalized not to not to trust ourselves, not to be self-sufficient, self-responsible, self-reliant. We've been culturalized internationally, I think, to need someone else, uh, an authority figure, to tell us what to do. And that's why I like that the work you and I do, because I, I don't, I don't want to be anybody's authority. <laughs> I want to be my own authority. But I do want to serve humanity and I want to serve as a guide so that eventually when my clients learn as much as they're going to learn with my help can move on and be uh, sustainably transformed, you know, anchored in their in their own awareness that they've uncovered with by working with me or and I imagine working with you. Yes. And one other thing that I'm I'm really passionate about is to not only like we li- often are used to live up in our heads, right? Mm-hmm. And and we can come to a realization ourselves, but and up here, but we really need to bring our body with us to feel it, to um whatever transformation somebody goes through. I uh I really encourage this shift not only what goes on when it comes to let's say exercise or nutrition like there is there is this shift that happens naturally that we have to listen to one when we transform it it's not just emotionally it's spiritual it's physically it's all of these aspects are are working in harmony so i i really um look at this holistically um as as we all transform into you know the next the next level for all of us yeah yeah it's it's really time everybody to to investigate yourselves and if you didn't do it when you were in lockdown you need to do it now you need to ask the questions what uh Yolrika's saying of you know who am i why am i here what brings me joy and really answer yourself from that so you can uncover your truth yes and and you know completely understandable that that is sometimes we haven't allowed ourselves to to go there uh many times right and that can feel very scary like i i don't know if i want to find out who i am <laughs> right because we don't know what to find out but that's i think my point here is what and why i'm bringing that up is that there is support. Yes. Again, we don't have to do it ourselves and uh, we can take it in the, in the pace we want. And the, the, 
the bigger message here is that we are in charge. We can choose this or that. <laughs> and, and it's our, our right to do so. Uh, but if I recall my, my previous life, I felt really that I didn't have a choice. It was more of an external um, pressure that I think we, we obviously will deal with. But once we find our truth, and can embody that there there is no struggle anymore yeah it just happens and that's the that's the promise right it's the um that passion we were talking about <laughs> because today i for example I, I there is no question about that what i do i'm meant to do it's my life work and that it's like it doesn't feel like i'm going to work Right. Oh God, you're the second person who said that to me today. Doing doing the work that you and I do and this other person, and it doesn't it it's fun. And there's and and yeah, I every once in a while I check in with myself, okay, really, am I supposed to be doing this? And I get a resounding yes. You know, it it's just the it's what I bring this time around. It's what I'm bringing to the world and and I am so grateful that you have joined this caravan of truth bringers and light leaders and, and all of that, Yorika. I'm, I'm very grateful. Oh, thank you. And thank you for being, you know, with uh, your fire and your passion, bringing yourself out to the world because we're all needed. Yes, at this time especially. So, how can people find you so they can uh, work with you if that's it, you know, and see what else you you have? Because you- yes, everyone is welcome to visit my website, orikasullivan.com. and I also you can find me on newlightliving.com, which might be a little easier to find, uh, which is the name of my uh, podcast, uh, where I share guests and I share um, inspiration, wisdom. So feel free to visit me there. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and I just want everybody to know you want to go back to her website because she's got other things that are right now in the percolator that are incubator, whatever you want to call it, that are, will be coming out later in the year. And you want to, I, I, I really encourage you to make sure you check out what she's doing along the next several months because it she's a remarkable soul. Thank you so much, Eureka Sullivan, for joining. Thank you, Thank you Susan. Wonderful. <laughs> and I'm just going to end with, and so it is, namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go to susanburrell.com. You can see all of the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, A 30-Day Journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website and just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at susanmorell.com. That's it for today. See you next time.